0: Eagle Nation, you're listening to Gata
1: Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. All right, Eagle Nation, thank you for downloading this episode of Gata Talk and 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 thanks to to all our listeners whether uh you're listening to this for the first time or have uh, followed us all season for our second season and and you know even all of all of last season as always we Thank you for your support as we uh, kind of start to wrap things up here, Cody. But obviously we still have one more game to play. Uh, you know, Georgia Southern cementing that uh, that that bowl bid. We don't know where that's going to be yet. We'll certainly talk about that in this episode. So this is going to kind of be, a, you know, a, a season, a regular season recap. i obviously talking about that. Uh, that big win over Georgia State, um, you know, kind of looking at the season as a whole, uh, you know, getting to seven wins and kind of what that ultimately means with with everything that's happened this season and and just kind of our our thoughts on that and then and then giving you our uh, for what it's worth our our bowl predictions and and where. We ultimately would like, you know, to see the team end up and and ultimately where we think they will end up, um, you know, come uh, selection Sunday. So, with that, Cody, I guess let's let's start with that uh, that Georgia State game. Um, obviously, a a huge win, um, you know, over your in-state rival. Uh, but uh, you know, as we talked about last week a ton to play for in that game um and and the team showed it i mean they 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 came out with fire um obviously senior night 17 seniors um you know they they showed up for them uh and and the seniors played well you know, 38 to 10 uh victory um you know getting that seventh win as i mentioned but also you know getting uh, your first win over your in-state rival um, at your home stadium and Paulson Stadium—something that you know is is crazy to think about. But now the the series is tied at three, uh, three and three, and, um, and and we got that that elusive win um, in our in our home stadium.
0: Yeah, a uh, big victory all the way around um, for for many different reasons, as you just pointed out. Great way to send off the seniors. Finally beat that team from Atlanta in our own stadium, which I can't believe. What, five is six years after we started this, this series or after we entered the, the conference that we're now just beating them in Paulson. It's kind of unknown to think about. Um, but yeah, totally just a great victory all the way around. Um, we showed up from start to finish. To be honest with you, I know that we you didn't touch on this, but the the pregame festivities between the two teams um, right after the Eagle Walk as we, our team was getting into the stadium, I think probably played a, a pretty big role in that um we obviously saw lunchford was still mad about it after halftime even um so as if we didn't need any more energy to kind of amp up our team and make us even focus more that team from up north came in and and thought they could start something that they obviously couldn't finish
1: yeah no no and and, yeah i'm glad you brought that up because because yeah i mean the the emotions were high, but you know it certainly, and we've seen it in the past. I mean, we've seen the team kind of get up, you know, in in those moments. You know, not just from the the pregame talks and and motivation, which that we certainly had, you know, as well. You know, going into the week, from you know, you know whether it was Ben Moore's twelve burner accounts on Twitter, you know, other media, you know, saying things and controversy there. You know, there there was a lot out there that could be kind of that bulletin board material, but when it kind of happens. Right in the moment, right before the game, you know that gives you that extra spark, and and yeah, and 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 seeing Lunsford, you know, so fired up, which you know usually, I mean, we've we've certainly seen it at at times this season, but for the most part, you know, he's pretty cool, calm, and collected there on the sidelines. Every now and then you'll see him, you know, get into it with the refs and and things like that, but you know his his emotions were were running just as high as the players you know and, and and you you saw that come out uh during that that halftime uh you know uh presser there so but yeah and 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 you know obviously he kind of Went back on that a little bit and, and apologize in his post game presser of of you know the Georgia State coaches. I guess some of the assistants maybe were were uh, talking smack. You know, you certainly expect it from the players on on, on both sides in a game like this, but um, not not from the coaches. You know, you, you expect more more from that. So I I, I certainly think that happened. Um, you know, I I don't think that uh, you know Lunsford were, was. Um, you know, fabricating anything, uh, for sure. But, uh, you know, he, he did kind of apologize that he didn't, you know, maybe handle it the right way. And maybe, you know, instead of, uh, you know, saying something in, in that, um, halftime interview he should have went to uh coach sean elliott first and and kind of addressed it to him and have him trickle it down to his staff but um i you know i we we were briefly talking about this before um you know we we recorded cody and and i agree with you that uh i don't think he has anything to apologize for
0: no i don't either and you know you can't tell me that that coach elliott doesn't know kind of where his his staff is at or what they're doing you know so if it's either he either verbally told him yeah go ahead and go out there and do that and get started something or he kind of winked and nodded and he's like I'm gonna turn this other way and, and look away and y'all just go do what y'all need to do and I'm not gonna really worry about it so he you know he either verbally gave the okay or he gave, gave the okay by omission so I don't really know what much Lunchford could have done going up to him and talking to him in person or in private about it I actually like the way that he did it he called him out um and you know it is what it is, it's out there, but uh, you can't tell me that Coach Elliott didn't have some clue as to what was going on before the game got started.
1: Oh, he certainly did, and I, you know, I certainly am not uh, his biggest fan right now. You know, I mean, again, the way the way he. What? Yeah, what right? Uh, shocked to know one. The way he treated, you know, his quarterback, uh, Dan Ellington, you know, in in that game, and then you know, um, you know, I, I tweeted out during the game, um, you know, on on that last drive, uh, you know, when the game was well in hand for us, and you know, he's he's still marching out there, you know, limping around, and and we have that, you know, big big sack on him and his, his knee buckles and it's, it's just, you know that's that's sad to see you know and so that that whole you know that whole program I mean, we talk about it and in the the difference between and you know I know some people don't even want to see this as a rivalry and that's certainly a topic in itself um you know the the record, obviously, unfortunately, shows otherwise. I know Lunsford, uh, you know, was uh, addressing that in in his um, coach's show uh, last Monday about you know that that he you know doesn't even want to really see this as a rivalry. And, and Danny Reed asked him how how we changed that, and he says, "Win, you know, we continue to win, and you know, once it gets really lopsided, maybe." we stopped seeing it as a rivalry. Um, but unfortunately it is three, you know, it's three and three right now. Um, they had the advantage going into this game obviously. And, and again, uh, we had never beat them until last Saturday in Paulson, but you know, the, the difference, uh, what, what I'll say is just the difference between this, you know, if you want to call it a rivalry in what we have with app state, I think it's night and day, you know, that there's just, there's a lot more respect between the two programs. Um, and it's because respect is earned. And in my opinion, Georgia State just hasn't earned that respect in my book, um, you know, a, a really across the board from from things like this with with their coaching staff and then on down to their players. And then their you know, the, the Ben Moore's of the world.
0: Oh, yeah, completely agree. Um, they haven't earned respect at all. And they're fairly new program, obviously, but just kind of the way they go about things is, is totally the wrong way. I mean, I don't really have much more to say about it other than I mean, do you got any more else to say about this game?
1: No. No, no. Uh well, I mean, I, I do want to give a few shoutouts. I won't I won't talk so much about uh the game itself. We obviously talked about, you know, the uh, the Dan Ellington thing. I I pretty much said my piece on that. Last week, I I still feel the same way. Um, you know, he, uh, you know, I know someone on Twitter had said, well, you know, it was the the last game. Well, it's not the last game; they still have one to play, and and you don't know what his, you know, future career uh, could hold. You know, may, maybe not the NFL, maybe something else. So. That was, uh, you know, that was kind of sad to see, you know, uh, but I do want to give some shout outs. I will start with him because I, you know, I take nothing away from Dan Ellington. He's a heck of a player. Um, and, you know, frankly, I, I would have, you know, loved to have him on on our team. You know, I mean, he... He 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 was a warrior, and he showed it out there, and, and he, he left his heart on the field, and um, so I, I certainly don't want to take anything you know away from him. finish with you know 182 yards, um, 18 of 27 passing. You know he'll he'll go down, uh, you know for what it's worth in, in their short history as you know probably their best. I know they had uh, Nick Arbuckle, but um, I I think he you know holds that honor right now, and, and you know we'll see you know where that kind of stands you know as as their program moves forward. But um, want to give a shout out to him. Uh, You know, first and foremost um, If you have anything to say about that, Cody, I'll let you chime in No,
0: I think think you hit on the head that he's a a warrior He's a competitor He shows tremendous heart um, To go out there and done what he's done since the the ULM game for them And um, I mean, I don't think there's enough kind or or great words to to say about uh, Ellington In in terms of how he performs on the football field Um, You could tell just how great of an athlete he is um and, you know, wish him all the best. Um, I'm not one of those fans that, that hopes the other Sun Belt teams win their bowl games. I know some people think that that's a great thing, but I don't. Um, But that's a different topic for a different day. Um, But outside of the bowl game, I hope he has a great career, and whether
1: it's football or whatever it is that he decides to do. Yeah, so now moving to our team, uh, you know, a couple— I have, I guess, three main shout-outs. I'll start with J.D. King. I mean, obviously, you know, missing that Arkansas State game, um, where, you know, we, we certainly could have used him and, and both uh, Cody, you and I agreed that if he was in that game, that that's probably a different result. You know, obviously we, we mount that big comeback. Maybe we don't have that, uh, you know, insurmountable hole there in, in, in the first half, uh, to, to deal with, you know, if he's there to kind of grind out some yards early. Um, but you know with uh you know he comes in has has a you know a great game um and and, and really back to back games now for him um has has just been uh you know fantastic Six, 16 carries 107 yards three touchdowns um, you know, can't say uh, you know enough about his effort. Um, he, you know, we certainly saw you know some of those grinded out runs, but also you know some some breakaway runs as well. Um, we, you know, which is really good to see. So, um, you know, the what he's done. I mean, obviously, we've talked about the injuries to the offensive line all year, um, and you know, we've certainly talked about the running back core but I mean that you know that was uh, also uh, a unit you know it was overshadowed certainly by by the offensive line but it was a unit that that was banged up all year right I mean you you lose Logan Wright you had Wesley Kennedy you know sit out the four games for the suspension early um, you know and so those were your your two main guys you know kind of coming in uh, you know to the to the season um, you had JD King transfer in he you know gets the the um the approval and, and uh, appeal to, to play for us, um, but his his role becomes bigger than maybe some people expected, um, you know. With with uh, that stuff I just talked about, and, and he's, he's certainly responded in a great way. And, and man, I'm just excited, um, you know. Not to get too ahead of ourselves, but but looking for next year when you have you know uh, you know a, a healthy Logan Wright, you have Wesley Kennedy back, you have J D King back, and then you have Shy Wertz running the whole thing.
0: Oh yeah, talk about a four-headed monster next year with those four guys. It's fantastic to look at, but to just kind of harp on your point about J.D. King, you could really tell his growth from game one. I don't even think he really played much against LSU, but you could kind of tell his growth from the very beginning of the season. You know, obviously through this Georgia State game, Um, he just got better each and every game, Um, and you know, he kind of expected some some growing pains, Um, but I don't think I expected him to kind of get this offense and kind of get his, you know, spots and and his his markers and and everything as quickly as he did as far as being such an efficient runner in between the tackles and also to, to, you know, to block as well that he is blocked um, in this offense. You know, you kind of think about these guys having to really get some reps and get some time in at practice, but, you know, he jumps from going that they're going to have to have him on the practice squad for the year to now he's jumping in not only with with the second string but with first string reps right after right at the get-go really with not much prep time before LSU and you know it took him a little while but I think you can definitely see why all these the the coaching staff and the team was really excited to get him to play and get him on this team
1: yeah for sure and and you know um we'll we'll kind of in a in a minute here we'll talk about kind of the the regular season as a whole and and just uh you know some individual shout outs and things like that but uh on on the year um he had 776 yards and actually with that performance um you know against state uh you know now Going into the bowl game leads leads our team in rushing, you know, ahead of, of West Kennedy. So uh, seven hundred and seventy six yards, eight touchdowns. Um Wes Kennedy with uh you know close behind with seven sixty. So can't say enough about him and and certainly looking forward to what the what the future has in store. Um the second uh, big shout out I wanna do is is to our defense, you know, as a whole. Obviously, you know, you had That nine-minute span there against Arkansas State where we gave up all the points, uh, you know, put us in that hole um, that we almost climbed out of but couldn't. Um, You know, they they certainly responded. Uh, You know, obviously you... You had Ellington playing hurt, um, but you had a really good running back there. Um, you know, at at, at state um, that uh, that that we shut down. Um, you know, so uh, to say, and he wasn't even their leading rusher in the game. So that I mean, you know, ho- holding them um, to uh, you know 108 yards rushing, um, you know, is 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 pretty good, and and you know shut shut them down really passing too. Like I said, uh, Ellington had 182 uh, 200 uh, 290 total. yards. Yards, Um, so really, just shout out to the defense. You know, after that, that first, uh, you know, that first score for them, um, it it was pretty much lights out.
0: Oh yeah, defense played tremendous. I like the pressure they were getting all night. They were able to kind of bust through the gaps on their offensive line and made it, you know, really uncomfortable for Ellington. He couldn't really just sit back there and throw the ball all over the place like I think they were hoping. Um, You kind of saw them go up tempo at times, and we were ready for it. So fantastic turnaround, fantastic response um, from the Arkansas State game. And really, man, ever since the halftime of that game, the defense has played really lights out. And hopefully they they get four more quarters in a bowl game to kind of, you know, end the season on a really great note. Um, Yes, sir. You know, not really the the start, you know, I don't want to say the start, but not really the season that we were hoping for them, I think we kind of hoped that they would be like number one in a lot of the conference categories, but the way that they've finished the season so far has been fantastic.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. And we'll certainly need them in the bowl game. I, I think they'll be ready. I mean, I think you know that I think the Troy game and, and the Arkansas State game I, I do think we're learning you know from from these situations and and you know we, we are making adjustments and we're we're seeing you know that side of the ball uh, you know really improve and even even special teams um, you know obviously you know Tyler Bass hitting that that fifty yard field goal um, but also you know coverage all night was pretty good and, you know obviously giving up that um, that long. Uh, Kickoff return against Arkansas State. You know, it really, uh, you know, some people look at it as, as that could have kind of been the nail in the coffin, um, you know, early there, uh, it, you know, in that game after we scored. So, special teams also playing really strong and we'll need them as well. Um, the last uh, shout out. Hold on. Right, I,
0: I got yeah. one more thing to point out on the defense. Sure. Um, I was researching this yesterday. They, um, if you go back and look at the last two seasons, obviously with Lunch for 2018 and 2019. Um, I think the, and I think this may be something that they want to look at, or especially for 2020 moving forward. If you look at the number of times in which our defense has held an opponent to seven points or less in the first quarter, do you know what our record is when we, when that happens, Matt? We're probably undefeated. Um, close. We're 16 and three. Okay. with the three losses being to Clemson, Troy um, right. in 2018 that's and right. then yeah. and then Louisiana this year we held them to seven points in the first quarter but we're 16 and 3 and that's not you know regardless of what the offense does uh so you know I know that the the team has their plan to win and stuff but I think you know we need to Really start looking at if this defense can start off fast and start off good and really just kind of hold these opposing offenses they're not really doing much in the first quarter, even if they just even if it's just a touchdown um that really sets up the the rest of the ball game for our football club, and uh I think that'll be something that we probably need to kind of keep an eye on going not only in the ballgame, game but probably in the next year too, as far as how well this defense starts off, not just finishes but starts off games,
1: yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, so the final shout-out um, that I wanted to give was to uh, Eagle Nation, to the crowd, um, you know, specifically the, the student section. I mean, the crowd as a whole for sure, uh, you know, just over uh, 15,000, uh, I think it was 15,170-something, um, And which, uh, you know, un- unlike unlike that, uh, you know, commuter school, uh, suitcase college in Atlanta, um, I believe all of 15,000 was there. You know, it, it, it certainly looked that way, but, um, you, know, uh, you know, especially want to give a shout-out To the student section. I mean, they, they, you know, uh, right after Thanksgiving, um, they certainly, you know, made a push. uh, You know, uh, um, the the marketing department and athletics department did to to get them down there early. Um, But they didn't have to do that, and 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 they did. They they showed up and showed out, and uh, that was. that was great to see. Uh, really, you know, uh, showing out for the 17 seniors and the team as a whole. Um, after everything this this uh, team and program has been through this year, um, you know, we talked about the emotions and and the energy and all that, and and you know, we've said before, you know, the power of pulse and it's not just hashtag. It's it's a real thing, and and uh, you know, you could you could uh, see that and feel that on on Saturday night.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, five and one each of the last two seasons in Paulson Stadium so 10 and 2 record fantastic record obviously we would love to have those two losses back and and get those two victories cuz that would be uh phenomenal to to have been undefeated um but yeah um what the energy that's in that place and 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 the way that the team feeds off of it and how we make it such a difficult place for opponents to play is just unreal and so yeah definitely a big shout out to the fans that came out um the place was definitely rocking Matt I will tell you that for sure um me Haley and and the girls were out there uh uh cheering on and everything and it was it was really a fantastic night I mean picture perfect weather fans were great um great ball game couldn't have asked for anything better
1: which now we got over that hump, so you know, in in a little bit here when we're talking about bowl predictions, we uh, you know, we, we, we know that we can win in, in, in good weather, so that's yes, that. yes, so so we we got we got you know that that monkey off our backs, and and you know, no matter where where we end up, whether it's Orlando, Alabama, Arizona, um, in the bowl game, uh, no matter what the weather is like, we know we know at least that uh, that that we can we can win that one, and that's not gonna, um. Uh, not being our favor, So, but yeah, so let's, let's move to kind of the season as a whole, Cody. Lunsford had mentioned extensively really, you know, in, in the, the on the field kind of press conference he had. um, And then also in his, you know, post game, uh, you know, presser of, you know, what. What this senior class has done, I mean, obviously, you know, coming in, you know, with the two years under summers, maybe some of them, if you had a red shirt, they they experienced that, uh, you know, last year of, of Fritz and then the Godaddy Bowl, but you know, you you can't say enough about the 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 turnaround that this. Uh, team and program has, has done. um, And, you know, really the, the, the coaching staff that, that has been able to to do it. Um, You know, I know Lunsford addressed, you know, the seven wins, he recognizes that that's not good enough. Um, But again, as we've talked about, as we kind of alluded to um, you know, hopefully uh, you know, um, if we got this, this uh, state win that we did um, if we ended with seven wins, how, you know, how good of a season that, that really is for not just for, you know the the schedule that we had, which was just you know, uh, I mean, it was really hard schedule. And we talked about that, um, you know, before the season started. But obviously, we had no way to predict everything that was going to happen. So, with all the on the field stuff, off the field stuff um, that transpired, uh, to to get to seven wins um, is is just crazy, Cody.
0: Yeah, I mean, just looking at it preseason wise, we thought six to eight wins, just really based on how difficult the road schedule was. And kind of how poorly we have played at times on the road um, last year in 2018. And then you look at yet LSU, Minnesota, Knapp State, as well as Troy and Arkansas all on the road, and you're like, man, this is a gauntlet of a road schedule. Um, and they went two and four. Uh, probably could have gone four and two. You know, you look at Arkansas State and Minnesota and kind of wish you had those games back. But to do that well with the adversity that they had, um, and we, you know, we've been talking on this podcast for the adversity of this team. Gosh, probably almost. It seems like ever since the season really kind of got started, prior to a lot of the stuff that happened in season. But the, the, I think the record when we look back on it, ten years from now, yeah, it's going to be seven and five. But I think they almost have to put an asterisk on it just because it's like you and I can start listing all the things that that went wrong, you know, off the field, on the field for this season and. You know, this seven wins feel like it's almost we won 10 or 11 games, to be honest with you. Absolutely, um, yeah. Because, I mean, if you're going to sit there and tell me that we're going to have games in which our scout line, you know, scout offensive lines out there on the field, you know, we're not going to have Wesley Kennedy for four games. Logan Wright's going to be out for the majority of the year. Um, Shy Wertz is going to be out for two and a half games. Uh, you look at, on top of that, we're playing, we've played three um, top 20 teams all on the road, if Yep. You know, there's a chance that if Louisiana beats Arkansas right. State and then yep. wins their bowl game, they finish top 25. So right. you're talking, you know, the most difficult schedule we've ever played, probably with the most adversity we've ever had on and off the field, and to finish with seven wins, I'd have told you, would have been impossible. I'd have said we probably wouldn't yep. have even I gotten agree. four Yep. Um, with all that. and But, uh, no, I mean – fantastic season um i know that we kind of blasted them a little bit right after the lsu game right um but well it's because it's because
1: we were like concerned parents right i mean yeah and that's, exactly. that's what it is i mean as as fans you're like a concerned parent so you saw and again you didn't really know how good lsu was going to be at, at that point too right i mean you certainly no, you saw the potential that they could be good but i mean they were breaking in that new offense I man, they broke it in fast you know <laughs> they, they hit yeah. the ground running and, and and did not stop so um you know to, you know, now looking back, um, you know, hindsight always twenty twenty. 20. Um, yeah, you look at that same with Minnesota. It's like, oh, we let that one get away and we did. And, you know, the 18 seconds and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and that one's going to sting for a while, you know, just like all, all our other, you know, close ones, you know, really until we get that, you know, elusive uh, P5 win, um, which could come next year. But, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. you know, with all with, the old miss, with all this, yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that one's the Minnesota game's going to sting for a while, but, but yeah, then, then, you know, the, the, the season goes on, you know, they, they play two group of five teams before us and it's like, oh man, we should have beat them. This isn't, you know, this is just a mediocre, uh, big 10 team. And, you know, if, if if that, and then, you know, they, they get up to, you know, uh, seventh in the nation, you know, (laughs) at at what point, and obviously they're going to miss out on the playoff now, but, um. But
0: still, I, I mean, say, if that's yeah. if that's the best the big or one of the best the Big Ten can, can put out there, I I want to petition us to get us in the Big Ten conference. Oh, I agree. I think we could no, compete immediately. Almost, it seems like. I mean, if if we can take them to the brink on the road, you know, I think we could. I mean, maybe not without Ohio State, obviously. But right. there's not another team in that conference I don't think we can go toe to toe with, and I think we could beat them, especially if they came to Paulson Stadium. Well, I agree. I mean, sure, you look at
1: you look at uh you look at Army. You know, early in the season, and and Army certainly didn't have you know, the year they wanted. Um, you know, but uh, you know, them uh taking Michigan, you know, to the to the brink there um, yeah. you know, early in the season. So so yeah, I mean I, I agree. I mean we've we've certainly seen it in, in our bowl matchups with with a Mac, which you know most people, you know, consider kind of Big Ten light, you know. <laughs> and and uh and it it does. I mean it we, we certainly have just more speed and athleticism, it seems like. Uh you know, much much like when when you see like the SEC teams, you know, match up against those Big Ten teams and in, in, in big matchups and and, and Game so, um so yeah I I agree and you know it's it's certainly going to be uh you know exciting uh, you know as I alluded to with Ole Miss next year and and Arkansas you know the year after that obviously a, a ton can change and they'll have new coaches but we'll, you know hopefully get that elusive uh, P five win there. Um, but yeah, with, with the with the season, like you said, we said six to eight. Um we're right in the middle of that at seven. Uh, you know, got really close to eight there, well, you know, when come back against Arkansas State. That was with a healthy team. I mean, and yeah. I mean if you'd have said
0: if you'd have listed everything that was gonna go wrong for us before the season, you're got right. Started. Four would have been like, I'd, I'd say, been like, say four mm-hmm.
1: or five. I'd say I would say most. we're not getting yeah, at most, we're not getting to bowl eligibility. Not you know, not even in the slightest. Yeah. Um so yeah, I I agree. And and you know, it's it's hard for the average fan, I'd say maybe to, you know, because it's, it's easy just to look at records, just to look at standings. Um, and, you know, again, we're not taking anything away from, you know, the whole and, and Lunsford addressed it with the, the good to great thing. Um, you know, it's, it's not about the wins. It's not about the numbers. Um, there are goals that we wanted to accomplish and we didn't accomplish those goals and no one's trying to downplay that of you know not winning the east division and not having you know not uh, playing the Saturday in, in the sun Belt championship game um, but again, you know with all the you know it's gonna be it's gonna go down as the season of adversity and and that's not to be <laughs> taken lightly because I mean no. i I can't think of any team uh, you know and and i certainly if, if someone knows of another program um out there at at any time that that came you know that had to kind of uh battle through anything close to what we went through this year um let me know because i mean it, it it certainly seems that it's right up there with yeah, like the I most think, adversity I, a team's I ever think faced the
0: closest team that i've seen about or heard about so far this year has been arkansas state but outside of that i think it's you know us and them, and then I don't think anybody's really, you know, nowhere near
1: close. Not even this year. Just like I mean, in in, in recent memory, you know, I mean, they, yeah, I yeah mean, exactly. Yeah, I mean that. The I mean the only thing which obviously is, is 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 way worse than than what we dealt with that that comes to mind is you know Marshall obviously, um, you know, losing their entire team in the plane crash. But, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's I mean, you know, you you you'll see. I don't I don't know if it's every year, but I mean, you you've, you've certainly seen players you know take their own life uh you know i know um you had the south carolina you know quarterback his brother um you know took his own life and and he's been raising awareness for that um But uh, so, so, so you'll see that, but, but to have that combined, uh, you know, with, with Jordan Wiggins uh, death and, and, you know, a lot of these kids going through that, you know, for the first time, you know, losing a brother. And we've talked about how close this team is and, and the the brotherhood thing. That's not just a saying or a hashtag again, you know, that's, that's a real thing. And so, so I can't, I can't even imagine, you know, the, the emotions in that locker room. And Lunsford certainly alluded to that of, of, you know, um you know none of us really truly know unless we're living with the team day in and day out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um but you were giving shout outs earlier. I think a shout out that we have to give and I think we would be completely missing everything if we didn't, has gotta be to Coach Hudson, the offensive line coach. I agree. Um, yeah. I mean, this was always gonna be this was this was already gonna be a challenging year anyways, because you you had lost kind of your two big seniors from last year's offensive line with Colbert and, and Rainey going away. Two big anchors of that line. Um, you had three guys that were returning that were really gonna be big pieces for this line, and all three of them went out throughout the season with injuries um did kind of go through the jordan Wiggins you know tragedy to to all the all the injuries to the to the offensive line to, to seemed like there was a different offensive line starting in each and every game for him to kind of rally that group into Get them focused and to not let them lose confidence and to have them go out there and perform as well as they've done each and every game has been a just has been phenomenal. I know that not all the games have gone the way that we wanted, and certainly there's been some games in which the running game has not been up to the standards that Georgia Southern has, but to look at certain games and say wow we really put up 400 close to 500 yards of total offense and wow we put up you know over 30 something points in this game this is pretty phenomenal with the offensive line that we have out there so big props to him hopefully we'll get a couple a few more recruits on in that personnel group to kind of shore up some depth on there but overall i think we've got to be pretty excited about the offensive line going into 2020.
1: Yeah, completely agree. I mean, you 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 know, you have a like you said a young line that we were breaking in. Had all those injuries. I mean, Coach Lunsford, you know, said best when he said, "We're playing with a scout team out there," and you know um, that that wasn't a disrespectful thing. It's just the truth. So, I mean, once you start getting some of these guys that got hurt healthy again, um, and then yeah, bringing in some some depth and recruiting, and maybe even you know tapping into that transfer portal. You know, we're seeing um, you know with with the end of the regular season, you know, all all the you know <laughs> people from all over, pretty much Coastal, Coastal Carolina. Carolina's entire team um, <laughs> entering the you know, entering the transfer portal so yeah go Which go, I was go by take a look they, at them they were i think they had
0: a lot of like one possession losses and stuff like that they seemed to kind of almost i know the record may not have shown it but they almost seemed like they were trying to turn a corner there oh they did um, yeah i mean they yeah. still
1: got to five wins and you know they they always seemed to fall just short um but yeah they they play teams close. They play teams incredibly close and they've won some close ones like we did. Um and lost some close ones, but um yeah, it, it seems I mean you're you're talking about, you know, a a program F, a program on the FBS level that's obviously younger than ours. So I mean, you know, they they've made strides, you know, maybe not as 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 quickly as we had um or or you know, app had, uh but you know, they they are making strides there. So it's it's interesting what's going on there for sure. Oh yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just kind of see how that plays out. Going into uh,
0: recruiting and and next year,
1: but we'll we'll definitely talk to Justin Judy about that in in the coming episodes. Um, you know, from uh, from twenty four seven and Eagle Sports Insider about uh you know as as uh, the early signing uh period comes to a close here in december and um and and kind of talk to him about the offensive line um and and you know the depth situation there but also uh also the transfer portal and see maybe if he has any insight on the coastal carolina situation and and just how maybe our our coaching staff and, and recruiting staff uh you know um treats that transfer portal and you know um and and yeah, maybe maybe there's some opportunities there to go get some get some established talent. But so, let's see. I mean, that's uh, you got anything else to add, really, Cody? About
0: I don't think so. I think I mean we shout out to Coach Hudson. Um, I think Bob DeBest has done a phenomenal job, given with what everything that's happened with the offensive line. Obviously, I kind of like the the. Diversity and play calling here the last few games I agree um,
1: I, I i think it's I think it's ramped up, and I think maybe some of that is is even with the ragtag offensive line you have some continuity there maybe um you know and, and we're we're trying you know a few different things maybe to take some of the pressure off of them you know um you know you're not seeing as many you know dive plays. Um, you know you're you're seeing a little bit more variety, so that's nice
0: yeah i I think so too and I know that we've given Sloan kind of a hard time on this podcast this year, especially with you know the the up tempo air raid style offenses that we've played but you know overall um he's that defensive staff has done a pretty good job as well um man, just wish we could have a couple of games back and i think if if we could redo some things um I think uh the defense would probably be a little bit more prepared for what they saw or at least. You know, come out better prepared for for what they saw for sure,
1: yeah, I agree, um all right, so now, let's move into uh bowls, cody um you know, obviously we're we're in um, limbo right now you know in, in the waiting period uh, to see you know, wait for our championship Saturday and then selection Sunday of uh you know where where we fall we certainly saw last year some of the bowls uh, I think the Arizona Bowl you know announced midweek um you know who who was going there that you know Arkansas State was going to be uh you know shipped to there so yeah so did um, the Cure Bowl as well The Cure Bowl yeah so, But that's and,
0: because they're not they're not affiliated with ESPN at least not as Correct, a, yeah, I Correct. think the Cure Bowl was yeah. going to start with ESPN next year or the year after, right? I think it's when they lose, which will their be contract great, uh, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, which will be great. Um, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about. So, you know, a quick overview, I guess, of the bowl picture. Obviously, there's five you know affiliate bowls, uh, for the Sun Belt. You um, can pretty much count out
0: two of them, there's two and there, of them we can and, kind of and, cross and,
1: off, and two, yeah, so you and I wanted to talk about that. So, one, you feel more. Adamantly about than than I do, um, and and that's the the Cure Bowl. I think is is that right? You're you're saying that. word well, I was just saying much that out we're of
0: the... no no. I was saying that we're obviously out of the New Orleans Bowl because that goes to the conversation Well, yeah, obviously New Orleans. Yeah, um, but what was I the other one? Is it Arizona? The, or New, no, or uh, it was uh cure. it was Mobile. Um, I think they're going to probably take U L. They usually will probably take Louisiana. Oh, if interesting. They lose. Okay, I thought
1: you were going to say the Cure because of what we talked about uh, last time well, with uh, Coach Anderson.
0: I, I see. I would have thought. That's a I, shoe I'm, in, right? We're we're yeah, getting a little we're I, getting a little ahead yeah. of ourselves, but you can go. We ahead. are. Yeah. I thought it would be a shoe in. Um I'm I'm confident that Georgia State's going to Arizona. I, I think agree. as a whole, um it's a lot easier for the conference to excuse their fans not showing up to a bowl game. Sure. You know, you can say it's oh it's cross country. That's why. Right. Um I think you know, and I think it'll just really come down. I, I think Camellia has the first pick before Cure does, if I remember how things go. Uh, so it'll really come down does the Camellia Bowl want us back? Does Montgomery want us back? Or would they rather have Arkansas State? I think if they choose Arkansas State, obviously we go to Orlando. I think um, it's been no secret that Orlando has wanted us for a while.
1: That we've wanted Orlando. And we I, mean, wanted I think to, that's the yeah. consensus from our fan base. But yeah, I mean, yeah. as as far as like the picking, I mean, you know, I've I've done some research on it, and and certainly, you know, anyone listening to this, if if you know, uh, you know, otherwise, let us know. Um, you know, I know there was like the hierarchy last year. I I've I've seen that that isn't really a thing with with our conference. I mean, certainly, other conference has you know a, a definitive pecking order. Um, you know, we we had that last year. Like I said. Um, I haven't seen anything that that shows that that is still the case. Uh, you know, certainly with okay. the Cure Bowl last year. You know, it was announced again uh, during this week. Um, you know, in in between, uh, you know, the regular season finale and, and Championship Saturday, that uh, that the Cure Bowl was going to take the runner up. Um, that has not been announced, so I I don't know if that is still, um, you know that that was a one off or or you know if there's still talks a talks to do that. I think I, I think, I think it was too. Yeah.
0: Because you look at kind of how the landscape was last year. You had App State, which everybody kind of figured they were going to win, and they did. Um, And so that left kind of Mobile, Camellia, and Cure to kind of decide who they want. And I think, obviously, Mobile was like, yeah, we want Troy. They're obviously the second-best team. You know, granted, Louisiana made it. But division-wise, if you put everything up in the whole, Troy was a better team. So they wanted Troy. Um, And then I think Camellia was like, okay, who do we want? Um. And I think they took us because obviously we had, you know, the third best record in, in all of the conference. And I think it was just kind of de facto. And then that way they were able, oh, well, you know, Cure has to run her up. Kind of like that. But right. I really think that that's kind of kind of probably how things took place and what happened. Um, Everybody kind of figured that Louisiana was going to go to the, was going to lose. And they did. And they were going to go there regardless of, of what the official announcement was. But... I mean that's just my perspective looking from the outside in. I right. could be completely wrong. yeah. But that's just how I viewed it. Um but I think I don't know. I think Arkansas State would I think just everything that had happened pre season, obviously, this with Arkansas State with with Coach Anderson's wife, um, I just think that would be just a better fit and obviously a better message for what that bowl is about.
1: Yeah, which uh, is of, why of I course think for their for their cause and, yeah. and and I I wanted to talk about it yeah so so you brought that up you know a couple of weeks ago and and yeah I mean as as someone that you know works in marketing you know as, as their day job I mean it's a marketing goldmine it is and obviously mm-hmm. there's trag you know tragedy there but that's that's the cause of this bowl is to raise awareness of this cancer that 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 takes the lives of, of, of so many women each year and and you you had um you know Coach Anderson's wife uh, you know Wendy that. That lost her life. What two two weeks before the season? Two three weeks, uh, something like that. Yeah, it was
0: something like it was right before the first game for sure. Yeah.
1: yeah. So and and obviously you had a little leave of absence there. Comes back. You had you know the tribute at, at UGA and and you know we we did a tribute for him um, when we went and played there a couple of weeks ago. So um, yeah, I mean as as you know a, a bowl committee and from a marketing perspective it's almost a no-brainer you know in in my mind I mean obviously you know fan base wise you could argue you know you saw the crowd when we went there and played in Arkansas state that's obviously a, lo- a much uh, further trip uh you know for their fan base than it would be for ours um you know uh to, to orlando um but you know from from all the angles that you can take with uh you know the buildup of the game um and and, and all the um the, the Pre-game, you know, uh, festivities and all that kind of stuff, and um, again, the, the 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 you know proceeds uh, of of ticket sales and things like that go to uh, breast cancer research. Um, so, I mean, all all of that, I I just feel like it fuels their cause, right? Where a yeah. lot of a lot of these other bowls they're just sponsors. You know, you have the Belk Bowl. You know, and it's not they're not, not really trying to raise longer. not for too much Belk, longer. I just yeah. use them yeah cuz they were fresh in my mind, but you know, yeah. you have the Belk Bowl, you have, you know, the AT&T, you know, Cotton Bowl. Th- things like that. So uh they're just sponsors. And not to take anything away from the sponsors, you got to pay the bills, right? But um it's it, you don't have many of these type of bowls that are really out to r- like a fundraiser and, and that's what this is. And and it does make sense cuz I mean you know, I hope to God that that, you know, that this situation never happens again, um, you know, but but you got to think that, you know, it, it's probably not I mean, for, for the Cure Bowl, uh, you know, for, to, to have a conference that they're affiliated with, um, to have a, situ- you know, a tragic situation like this, um, you know, where where one of uh, the conference's head coaches, you know, lost his wife to, you know, your cause, um, you know, right before the season. Um and 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 that team became bowl eligible and and you know you're able to pick them it, again. It just seems like a no brainer to me. And 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 uh, while it's a tragic situation, an opportunity to to you know really move your cause forward. Um, that being said, uh, you know it it would be great to to go to Orlando. Um, You know, I, and again, I know. Eagle Nation, that, that seems to be the consensus. I mean, again, it's it's close proximity. It's, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, I live in Orlando, um, you know, and, and this is a, a great time to, to come down here. I mean, the, the, the weather's great. Um, you know, that, that stadium there, Exploria Stadium, um, is, is fantastic. You know, they moved that game from the, the old Citrus Bowl, which is now Camping World Stadium, um, which is just a big monstrosity, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, they, they move, and that's where, you know, the, the Russell Athletic and the, um, I think it's the Camping World Bowl now, um, used to be the Citrus Bowl is played. Um, but they moved this game, the Cure Bowl, to Exploria Stadium, which is where our soccer team plays, um, Orlando City. And it's it's a smaller venue, more intimate venue, but it's, it's fantastic. Uh, just a few years old. Um, and, you know, it's uh, right at 18,000 capacity. Um, I think we bring down a huge crowd, you know, for that game, um, you know, depending on who we play from, you know, the American Athletic Conference. Um, you know, maybe it's a Tulane, you know, <laughs> and Fritz, you know, maybe, uh, you know, it's a it's a temple or. Um, who knows, maybe even a UCF, I have even seen them in some of the predictions. I think they'll get a different bowl, but if it's something like that, I mean, my God, you know, that, that place is going to be completely packed out. Um, but I, I think we easily bring, you know, 10,000 fans, if not more to that game. Um, you know, so that that obviously, um, you know, is in the back of, uh, you know, the committee's mind there. Um, so they honestly have to kind of weigh between that marketing play um, and, you know, probably better attendance, ticket sales, you know, um, and then revenue from hotels and all that, uh, all that jazz, uh, you know, from our fan base.
0: Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I will say this, that if... Arkansas State does go there. I think that we're gonna probably be in Montgomery again, which is fine. I'm completely okay with that if we go there for a second year in a row. But um, I think that's a, I think I think that's gonna how it's play out. I think you have App if if and now this is a big if. But as long as they don't go to the New Year Six Bowl, right? I be was in gonna Orleans. say that's that's the
1: wild card sitting here, and and it, yeah, it is a huge if. Um, you you know, have obviously you, you need Boise to lose. If. You need. Probably, you know. I guess uh, I don't know if you even need Cincinnati. Or, yeah, in in the American. Uh, yeah, game. You yeah, would with, need
0: Cincinnati with, to win. They have two losses. Right. Um. So you would need them to to probably win. win
1: close or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah, win in like an ugly fashion. You know, something along those lines. And um, then for
1: App just to blow out uh, Louisiana just out of the water.
0: Yeah, because I mean Louisiana's a really good team. They so are. yeah. Uh, they would have to. I think they would have to just completely. I think they have to beat them by like a good four or five touchdowns. Now I think that, that ULM
1: game, and I mean, you can argue maybe not a ton. I mean, you obviously had ten wins to play for, but got that one point win against a rival in ULM. It is a rivalry game, but um, you know that that was a little surprising to see. I mean, you did have at play, you know, the night before, so they knew that. Uh, no matter what, they were headed to Boone for the championship game, right? Um, But, I mean, you still obviously want to get to 10 wins. I believe that was the first time they got to 10 wins um, in the regular season for their program. Yeah, so, I mean, they're they're a good program. Obviously, if you're app, you maybe want them to win that game more convincingly. Maybe they sneak in with all the shakeups that happened, uh, you know, this past week in the top 25. Maybe they sneak in and then getting, you know, a a dominant win over a ranked team. um, You know, that... That helps their cause, but
0: yeah. But if if for some reason App State gets into that New York Sixto by by some miracle, then then all this just kind of goes out the water.
1: Well, let me ask you this, because that's the thing. Yeah. Again, I I don't think there's a pecking order per se, but um, except for obviously the the New Orleans Bowl. So, let's say that happens, this this wild card scenario. I mean, you you would think that it would be, I mean, obviously if that happens, yeah, you know, app wins the sum out championship again. Um, so they get selected for the cotton bowl. Um, you would think Louisiana would then by default, that's the question is, is it a default situation? Do they go to New Orleans or does New Orleans just pick who they want? Which again is probably Louisiana, but who knows it could, you know, maybe they kind of, you know, pull a wild card and say, Hey, actually, we want, you know, again, who I think, you know, outside of maybe App, um, actually probably even more than App, uh, fan base-wise, you know, who's going to bring the most fans to our game? I think there's no question we bring a ton of fans to that game if we somehow get into New Orleans. I don't think it's going to happen, but, I mean, it, it's something to think about.
0: Well, we would being a a lot of fans, but I don't think we would bring anywhere closer... Any, to any Louisiana. Yeah, than than Louisiana would. I think I think if that if App State happens to get into the Cotton Bowl, then you go Louisiana to New Orleans. Then I think that kind of leaves the door open as to what the see. I just don't think that I
1: don't well see. And and it was interesting when you were saying about uh, that you think Mobile is out that that they would take Louisiana. Um, I wasn't really thinking that as much. I was thinking like if if app does go to the cotton bowl and then new Orleans takes louisiana that nothing really changes in my opinion because i i think with i think the cure is again between us and arkansas state if they end up taking arkansas state then it's between uh again i think i think you're right about georgia state i think they're pretty much default to to arizona um and then you know it's between those two alabama bowls and us and and louisiana and um, you know, depending on if there is a hierarchy, um, you know, I, I think if there is, I think mobile. What are you talking mobile about?
0: If, if you talking, talking, t- talking about if App goes to the Cotton Bowl? Oh
1: yeah, no. So yeah, so if App goes yeah, to the yeah. Cotton Bowl, then then uh, then and Louisiana goes into New Orleans, um, then you have got Cure. They're deciding between us and Arc, um, and then let's say they pick Arc, um, you've got State going out to Arizona. Well, see, that's yeah. where
0: I think it changes. I think I think it changes there because now we're not going to have enough teams in the Sun Belt to fill out the bowl alignment. Right. You have the one, right? You so have the one um yeah. I think oh, Arizona okay. Bowl gets cut out of it. I don't I think State will probably go to Camilla So Camellia. it's between I the think, two
1: Georgia schools and and the Alabama. Yeah, Bowls.
0: and what yeah, and Alabama Bowls at that point. I think probably State goes to Camellia um because they've already from what I've seen, a lot of the projections has Western Michigan go into the Mobile Bowl, yeah. Um, and we we've already seen that game this year, right? And Western right. Michigan blew them out the water. Yeah. So I think at that point we would probably go to Mobile. Arkansas State goes to Cure, and I think State goes to the Camellia Bowl. Um, but that's that's a huge scenario because I don't one I don't see Memphis losing their title game and. Two, even if they did, I don't know if the committee would put App State above Cincinnati, regardless with with the two losses. Right. I just don't see that happening. I think I think the Sun Belt has has gotten a lot more respect over the last two years for right. sure. Yeah. But I don't think that we're at the point to where you can where the committee is going to justify a one loss Sun Belt team over a two, two loss. loss. American. American conference. I yeah,
1: agree. I agree. Or yeah, or even or even Mountain West. Uh, I mean, and because boys.
0: look, I mean, I get though, I get App State saying, "Well, we have two Power Five wins. What does Cincinnati right. have?" Well, you played two really terrible Power Five schools. Right. You played North Carolina. Oh, they're six and six are bowl eligible. The ACC is it's bad. Really, if you take Clemson out of it, the ACC is no yeah, talk, better. talk about than a really, conference we could compete in. I mean, yeah, yeah, the ACC is really no better than than the Sun Belt or Mountain West at that point if you take Clemson out of it. I agree. Um you have oh well, what about South Carolina? Well outside of the one game yep. which was a lot of Georgia shooting their own self in the foot than it is anything that Clemson or South Carolina did. Right. That that was a terrible team as well. Um they were what four and seven, four and eight, something like that is what right. they finished with their record. So you're not really having you know, Even your Power 5 wins are really kind of weak wins. In fact, to me, I think the more impressive win really is over Louisiana, to be honest with you, than any of those two schools. But, you know, at least Cincinnati, one of their losses is to Ohio State. Right. You know, when, when you kind of compare that, everybody's going to throw that Ohio State game out and yeah. say, okay, realistically— Because it was a bad loss. C- I mean, they, yeah. they got blown out of the water. Yeah. Cincinnati has really kind of just one loss, and that one loss, I think, was to, what, Memphis last week. Right. Um because they played each other. So I, I just, you know, if if App State had played, let's say they had played our schedule, right, right? and with or out of conference schedule with Minnesota and LSU, um, and they probably, you know, and let's say they beat Minnesota, but let's say they played LSU to like a, you know, a three touchdown loss. Maybe sure. they lose by twenty twenty one. Right. Then I can sit there and say, okay, well they've kind of played you know a difficult out of conference schedule. Where now where now
1: they have two losses they still lose yeah. to us they have two they losses but to LSU but yeah
0: yeah and i could you could sit there and say that well they performed better against a playoff component uh, uh, or playoff contender than than Cincinnati did and probably they are more deserving at that point you right. know and then you kind of get into the battles with that but i think at this point app state schedule you know that's not really a fair to them because they can't control how well North Carolina and South Carolina Right. Well, we said at know, the beginning of the year, right, that when we played. were
1: looking at their schedule and looking at their team and previewing it, that, you know, they had potential to go, um, you know, to uh, the New Year's Six game um, just based on that, that, that the fact that yeah, if they got we, through that schedule. And certainly, you know, you, you obviously look back at our game. I mean, if they're undefeated right now, I think they're going. Um, oh yeah! yeah if they're I mean we're we, going. Yeah, they're they're going. So I mean, we certainly kept them out of that, and and that's more you know fuel for them. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean uh, you're right. I mean if 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 South Carolina was a little bit better, if if North Carolina was a little bit better, um, that certainly helps our cause, and and they can't they can't do anything about that.
0: But no, but you can argue the point that if they were a little bit better, they would have lost both
1: those games too.
0: Mm-hmm. True, so. True, true.
1: So, so let's let's get kind of into what, like I talked about in the the beginning of the show, of, of what we ultimately want, so like our, our wish list, and it can be one bowl or it can be multiple um, of, of, you know, kind of our pecking order, and then what realistically we think, you know, is going to happen with our predictions um, of this. Um, and uh, Cody, I'll let you start.
0: I think want curable, I think, especially if, if they select a American Conference team, right? especially something like UCF or Temple. I think that would be pretty cool to go. I think that would be kind of the the want. I just want to see kind of how we could match up against what is considered the top group of five conference against one of their top top tier, top...
1: Upper tier teams, yeah.
0: Yeah, 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 there you go. Couldn't think of the word there for a yeah. minute. Um, and then after that, probably, you know, Mobile, Camellia, one of the Alabama Bowls at that point, just because of the proximity, and, and we've done really well in those Bowls. Um, Part of me kind of wants maybe the Arizona Bowl at that point um, because of the Mountain West component and playing a Mountain West school. Um, Get somebody like what, I think, who they have going out, maybe like Fresno or... Somewhere. I've seen Utah yeah. State. Um, I've I seen think that Sa- would be a San pretty Diego cool State. Team. I think it would yeah. be too.
1: I've, I I talked to you know a few episodes ago of, of how I don't I don't know how favorable of a matchup that would be. You think it would be? I think it would be similar to to the teams that we're seeing in the Sun Belt. They're you know they're pass happy. They kind of run. Well, I wouldn't say favorable matchup, but it would
0: be cool to. It know, would be. Play yeah, it's just like the American. Like that, that yeah, don't you don't want to play. play the
1: Mac again, right? I mean, that, that's the thing yeah. is I don't think anyone you know, with those Alabama Bowls is super excited about the matchup with the Mac. Um, I think it's more just, you know, the fact that we're in a bowl and the fact maybe that, you know, the— The timing of the game and and you know things like that 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 come into play the proximity to 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 our fan base and all that um but yeah as far as matchups go um it's without a doubt the two you know cbs bowls yeah um yeah with with, yeah with with american of the cure and i think just the matchup itself is is what's intriguing it's intriguing yeah yeah and that's the two things that you have to kind of look at with this that i've been thinking about right is is you have kind of what what's going to be the most intriguing matchup for not just us, but, but for, you know, outsiders, you know, for, for, um, for exposure of our program. And that's another thing is that, that comes, you know. You mentioned Cure maybe moving to T E S P N ESPN after this year, um, and I, I think uh, Arizona. We've already lost them. I, I, you know, I saw on their website that next year they're going to have different tie-ins. Um, I believe with the, I believe the Mac is taking our place uh, with the Mountain West um, for for that game. So that's interesting. Um, yeah. So that that's because we're that's, getting what, we're the, get, the, the, the Myrtle Beach, Myrtle Bowl Beach Bowl right at yeah. at, at, uh, at the new stadium for Coastal uh, or the the revamp stadium of Coastal. So I, mean, I, I don't know. I. So
0: off topic or tangent. I I get why they want to do that because of the proximity of all the teams and everything like that and travel and everything, but you know, it's just like it's just like going to a coastal game at that point.
1: I get it. Yeah, no, I I know. I I think I think that's why with With all things considered, that's why Cure is also my pick, right? Um, Obviously, I have uh, other you know factors that I'll get into. You have a a personal bias. I have a personal bias. Yeah, I I live in Orlando, so. um, But you know, with. It it is. I mean, it's it's a different stadium that you don't normally see. Uh, you know, every other year, right? Um, it's uh, which you you know again in in Mobile you have that now because um, it's where South Alabama plays. I guess that bowl is probably going to be moving to the their new stadium, their new stadium which at right, least yeah. will be a little bit more intriguing because that that stadium looks really nice. Um, yeah. And then you know with yeah the Myrtle Beach Bowl, they're they're revamping that stadium, I and that's what, probably going to be nice. Myrtle Beaches. But- it's a, a good. It's be, a good destination. It's and that's the thing. Than Tucson, right? It's, well, I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I think so. It is the beach. Well, well, they be, have more
0: golf courses. Probably. They do. Well, no, it, Tucson probably has a lot of golf courses. In Tucson has Arizona.
1: a lot of yeah. Tucson has a lot of golf courses. It depends so, on what kind of person you are, right? I mean, obviously, like like my girlfriend and I, like we love hiking. We've been out to. Uh, Arizona and Utah, um, you know, half a dozen times, um, done a ton of hiking, camping out there. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to make that trip. Um, you know, it's, it's obviously the, the timing of it is a little difficult. Um, you know, while, uh, you know, it's it's on the thirty first, um, so you're you're probably. Um, I mean, you could you know oh, potentially fly back. Celebrate
0: New Year's on the West Coast. Yeah. Oh, such a tragedy. Well, no, no, no. no, no. I maybe, know that's great.
1: that's great. No, I know. I'm I'm just talking about logistically, right? And and that's what most people are worried about for that game. You know, the obviously a lot more people are gonna be able to go to any of the other bowls um, that we're affiliated with than the Arizona Bowl. There's no question about that. I Not everybody can get on a well. flight. Not everybody can get on a flight and do that. You've seen what our fan base can do when we went to North Dakota State. You've seen what our fan base can do when we've, you know, gone out west That's for other games. Saying. Yeah. I, so I, I think we travel out there and I think if we could travel to North Dakota State in the middle of what, December? Right.
0: No, Tucson looks awesome, Tucson. man. I,
1: I was I looking up that, like hotels and stuff good. out there. There's like resorts, very affordable that are super nice like these like desert resorts with like <laughs> mountains in the background and like crazy pools and I'm like I'm in man like let, let's go you know so and again like you you know extend the vacation at that point um and again it it, it again it, it depends on where you're kind of at in life I know a lot of people obviously want to go to Orlando because of you know the theme parks and the family atmosphere and all that I live here that's obviously not you know uh you know uh, alluring to me I'd rather go out there and, and, and take a take a December vacation early. January vacation and and do some hiking and sightseeing out there. Um, but but yeah, so that's that's one thing to think about. I talked about the exposure. I don't want to like gloss over that. Um, you know, it's interesting of the network that it's on. Uh, when you're looking from that standpoint of of how many of how many eyes, right? I know, I know, because those two bowls, in my opinion, are the best bowls in our lineup outside of the network that's carrying. Yeah, Yeah. with with the matchups, even with the locations, which we just talked about. Um. Yeah, the only downside is the network. And man, if that was on like CBS, like again, I'm I'm surprised. I don't really expect the Arizona Bowl really to be on CBS. Um, But like the Cure Bowl, you almost would think like, hey, broadcast that. I understand like, you know, it's American and you know it's two group of five teams. But but it's a huge it's it's a huge call. So you would think that they'd put that on and compete with ESPN and do that because the the fact of the matter is. You know, people don't even. Well, a lot of people don't even know the CBS Sports Network exists. Well, that's that's what one. There's that,
0: but two. I'm surprised it's not on just regular CBS. Because what else is CBS going to show on a Saturday around Christmas time? Right, right. I mean, I don't think they're really getting a whole lot of ratings there. So why not show Yeah, some reruns of the, Rudolph or Big Bang Theory? Yeah, like, why don't yeah. they go ahead and just show the the bowl game on their on their main network? Um, same thing with the Arizona Bowl. I mean, what are they gonna? What are they? What are they really hoping to get with ratings at three o'clock on New Year's Eve, right? Or whenever the, the, the they're not so. It's to me, it's kind of frustrating that they just just don't go ahead and put it on on the regular CBS channel. I agree. Um, I guess it's maybe a marketing ploy to maybe get people to buy or try to get the, the I'm sports sure. yeah. network. But yeah. at the same point, I I just don't. I just don't see where that's a huge selling point for to get people to buy that or to get that package with that channel in it. I just don't. Right. So I think CBS is is kind of missing out a little bit there, but who am I? I'm not I TV agree. Executive. And, and I don't. That's I don't, I don't and, well, that's and, that, and that's business. the thing.
1: So you, you have to look at it from is it, you know, from our fans' perspective, obviously, you want, you know, a, a game that we can easily travel to that, you know, is going to be a fun place to be and, you know, all, all those things that we talked about. And then, yeah, and then you have that exposure aspect which you have to weigh that you know where where does that really exist you know um you know what what kind of outweighs there I mean obviously like we want we want a good exciting matchup we want a good place to play um you know and, and do we just kind of uh you know bite the bullet on on the exposure standpoint and, and say okay well you know, we're, you know, we're, we're coming to Orlando, we're bringing a ton of people, but no one's going to watch it, you know, or, or Arizona, you know, maybe we, we have a good showing and, and send a lot of people out there and people have a great time, but not a lot of people, you know, watch it where you get into, uh, you know, the, the two Alabama bowls and, in, in Mobile and Montgomery. And, you know, those are both, uh, you know, around prime time ish bowls, you know, on ESPN. You know, I, I don't know, and and especially even that like Mobile Bowl, you know, that's the the night before uh, you know, the national championship game, right? Yeah. So that's the mm-hmm. second to last college football game of the season. You know, a, a ton of eyes are on you. So obviously that plays in recruiting. That plays in all this kind of stuff. Um, so it's it's interesting to kind of look you know look at it from from uh, those two sides, but. But, yeah, so uh, going off of – I already said what I wanted, obviously, was Cure – um, I have personal reasons there. I, I live in Orlando. Um, but beyond that, I mean, it, it would be great to see, you know, my team play in my own backyard. It would be awesome uh, more so than just the game and being able to like tailgate and, and host some of my friends down here and show them around and, uh, you know, be able on the podcast to, to tell all, all of Eagle Nation, like, you know, restaurants to try and, and, you know, things to see while you're down here and all that kind of good stuff. Um, outside of that, uh, you know, get to experience the whole bowl Week. You know, I mean, that's, that's something that most people you know with 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 day jobs uh, are, aren't going to get to do you know whether no matter where we go and and, and and when those bowls are um you know you might take a few days off of work but you're probably not going to get to go to all the events i'll be able to do that you know so i would be able to go to the pet rally that they have at, at city walk at universal orlando and and things like that so that obviously is intriguing for me and again the the matchup is intriguing um I, you know I'd love to see us match up against american as you said um you know whether it's like a temple um I, again I don't think UCF gets in that game if that is I mean that is a sold out place <laughs> I mean that is that is standing room only at that point um and you know that that would certainly be an interesting game so that's that's exciting um and I don't know. I mean, I know we're, we're making the social media kind of campaign of, you know, trying to entice them to to pick us. Um, and maybe I don't feel as confident um, as, as I did, you know, a couple weeks ago um, when we were discussing, you know, Arkansas State going there. So, you know, I, I think they probably still have an edge, but maybe not as, as, as much as, as they did. Um, so, cause I, you know, I, I think they'll consider that too. And, and you have, you know, you have, uh, you have, uh, headlines too, and, and kind of angles, uh, media angles that you can take with our program as well. Right. I mean, obviously breast cancer affects a ton of people. We have like Rashard Bird, I believe his, his mother, Right. Uh, was uh, he, he lost his so. mother, I believe. Right. So and obviously he has that close relationship with Coach Anderson, at Arkansas State, and he wears a pink headband. And I'm sure there's plenty of other, uh, you know, tie ins there as well. So, I mean, it's it's not to say that, you know, obviously the head coach losing his wife is, is probably going to take most of the headlines, but you can certainly still get marketing angles there. Um, and then, and then, yeah, and then considering the, how well we travel and all that. So that's going to be interesting. Um, you know, outside of that, I would say probably, camellia again um i had a great time in montgomery um last year uh honestly it exceeded all expectations and um i'd 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 be happy to go back i mean obviously the weather wasn't great um hopefully we get better you know better weather or or maybe from (laughs) from from a a winning standpoint it's, it's worse weather um but but yeah, so I I'd, I'd be fine going back there and again I I think dates matter um with this, right? So I mean you Camellia is on the 21st, that first weekend of bowls. It's at uh it's at 5:30 um you know, again it's against the Mac, but it's a, it's a game that I feel like yeah, it's right before Christmas, but it's it's something that I think a lot of uh of fans will be able to um to attend where you look at that other Alabama bowl and certainly Arizona and and things like that, that mobile bowl, you know, again, is, is that Monday, uh, you know, January 6th before, uh, the national championship game, that's going to be hard for a lot of people, right? Because that's, that's, you know, the beginning of the year, you are just tapping into your new, uh, you know, uh, PTO and all that good stuff. Um, you just probably took off a lot of time, you know, for family and travel and all that for the holidays. It's, it's a hard time to take off. Uh, so, and, and it's, it's something that, you know, I'm certainly considering if, if I do it, you know, that you're going to have to take realistically, you know, that Monday and Tuesday off. So I think that's something to keep in mind too. So I think Camellia or Cure, which are on the same, on the same day, um, just from a like scheduling standpoint, um, are the most intriguing or most, you know, um, favorable. Uh, to to us and and our fan base and bringing down the most fans. Yeah,
0: I mean, I think you, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Um, the one thing I think we mentioned maybe possibly a uh, uh, an opponent in Arizona is Fresno State. I don't think they're going to be there, Matt. They finished four and eight. Oh, did we so say I Fresno? Okay. I think I may. Have, I think they may have came out of my mouth. All right. So well, I've, I've seen. I've seen. I've, I've, I've
1: seen uh, San Diego, and they were they were another team that that took. Uh, Minnesota to the brink (laughs) earlier in the year. Um, But, uh, yeah, I've seen um, San Diego State. I've seen a lot of Utah State. Um, I think I've also seen Wyoming maybe um, there. I'm not sure their record. Yeah, I think so too. Um, Hold on. But, you know, Um, any of those, you know, would be – again would be interesting just because we don't we don't see you know the the mount west um you know utah state is a team that you know i think they've had you know some struggles and and some people thought they could potentially you know at the beginning of the season kind of be a wild card for you know that that group of five uh bid um but you know but
0: yeah so you got you got possibly probably utah state wyoming both them were seven and five and then you had nevada at seven and five yeah um, That's so right. Probably, Nevada, yeah,
1: Nevada was the other one. Yep.
0: so probably one of those three teams. San Diego State finished, I think, uh, nine and three. Um, Hawaii is nine and four. They're in the conference championship game, and then obviously you had Boise State at eleven and one, and Air Force at ten and two in the Mountain West. So I would probably say it's probably a, between Utah State. Nevada and Wyoming as to who goes there, yeah, because the they're Arizona not going to send
1: Air Force because they have their own bowl tie-ins and stuff. So yeah, so 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 that's interesting. And then and then again with the Cure with American, I mean, maybe you get a Tulane in a matchup with Fritz, you know, and, and that's that's some you headlines know, there. So so uh, now we're we're
0: kind of getting really long on this podcast, but who cares? It's bowl talk, so we love it. Yeah. Um, you mentioned Tulane. You know, I've seen a lot of people talk about oh Tulane, look at their offense, look at what you know, kind of that. Style that Fritz is running out there, I don't think many people notice. They finished six and six this year, yeah. and the only teams they beat were teams that had were sub five hundred record. Any team that they played that had a record five hundred or better, they lost to. Right. Um, so I don't know Tulane. Yeah, that would be an interesting matchup. And oh, look at this. You know, Fritz versus Lunsford. You know, kind of that. You know. Um, teacher versus student type deal, right. and all the connections, you know, upshaw is on the on the staff there at, at Tulane, yep. so that would be, you know, and you know, he obviously big allure to our big, you know, first ball victory, obviously. So um, I don't know. I think I would rather see like a Temple or a UCF, one of their better teams out of their conference? Um, Yeah, from a matchup standpoint, I would. And really
1: from a crowd. I mean, you saw, like, I I had some friends here that are, you know, UCF alum, and and they went to New Orleans for that uh, Tulane game, which Tulane gave uh, UCF a a game in that one, and um, and UCF hasn't played well on the road uh, this year. But – but yeah, I mean, that uh, there was more UCF fans than, than Tulane fans there, you know, and then when yeah. I was in New Orleans for the LSU game, you know, we had an extended stay there, and I toured the campus, and they have a beautiful stadium, beautiful campus, it's just not, it's not a football school, <laughs> right, it's, it's just really no. not, um, it's it's academic school, and so, and, and you could certainly see that just kind of walking around on campus, but um, so, you know, that's, that's interesting too, again, like, it's, you know, we would bring way more fans than them, now if you have yeah, uh, UCF, again, that place is sold out. If you have like a temple, I'm not sure. You know, that's obviously a long uh, travel for them um but but yeah I mean uh, matchup wise that that would be that would be interesting um what I was kind of hoping for for a while obviously not going to happen because they're not bowl eligible was UC uh USF uh you know maybe getting in and then you know they they have a decent fan base you know coming down from Tampa um that obviously wouldn't be a, a glorified home game you know for them as it would uh UCF and that's why I don't think UCF gets that game I know we've seen teams I know we've seen that happen. Uh, speaking of the Belk Bowl, like I know um, that's in Charlotte, I believe, right? And well, UCF was in the Cure Bowl a couple of years back, right before
0: they did their big. They you know, were, gun. I think, they you were know, Arkansas State right. beat them. Yeah, that year. that's
1: true. That's right. Yeah, you're right. Um, so yeah, so so they could. And again, I was gonna say, like, I, I think you've seen like UNC and like Charlotte, and you know, you you you've seen teams play in their backyards um, before. Uh, so. So yeah, so that 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 will be interesting. It was it would certainly uh, help help the gates. Oh, I, let's just put it. Let's. I guess we can wrap it up
0: here. I would like to see Temple or UCF or. But I think honestly, it's going to probably be Tulane. Okay. I just and, and where I just well uh, and
1: where do you think do you think that's where we're going to end up is cure? Uh, What's your actual prediction? Chameleon. Okay, so your actual think, prediction is Chameleon. Chameleon. Do You think Tulane ends up in Cure? Um,
0: yeah. Okay. I think I think Arkansas State goes to the Cure Bowl, and then as far as who we play in from the MAC uh, bowl can because let's see, and that game we got what Eastern Michigan last year, and they were like a seven and five team, right. I believe. So if you look at kind of what we got going on here, we don't really have impressive records from anybody in no. this conference. You have Central Michigan at eight and four; they'll probably win, and they'll probably go. I think probably to Mobile or one of the other better bowls. They have Western Michigan seven and five. You have Miami of Ohio at seven and five. Ohio and Kent State both at six and six. And then you have Buffalo at seven and five. Um, you also have Toledo and Eastern Michigan both at six and six as well. Yeah, I don't know. This is a
1: yeah. The Mac the Mac has never the Mac has never scary. Yeah. I will say, but they're they're definitely having a down year for sure. Well,
0: they've they've had some scary teams like Toledo team. A well, yeah, years back and, and, and only lost like one. Western Michigan made a, the yeah. yeah
1: the New Year Six Bowl. Um, but but yeah, they, they, every now and then they'll have that one or two teams. Um, but you know, collectively this year, I mean, they're just they're not they're not very good. Um, but. But, yeah, so um, I guess I, I agree. Um, I, I think Camellia probably makes the most sense. I would love for them to come to Cure, um, you know, see a bowl that we haven't seen You know, and and who knows where like the affiliations go. Right. I mean, we see Arizona. I mean, part of me says, like, do that, you know, for the reasons I said, I don't think I'm as against Arizona as as some of our fan base is. I understand that there are limitations there for travel. You know, not everyone can do that. Um, But, uh, you know, I I think that, again, that's a part of that's a part of bowl season. That's what makes it fun.
0: But what's the difference in driving six hours to Orlando or wherever it is that you're coming from versus getting on a plane and driving well the three and a half four three hundred dollar ticket? Plane?
1: I mean, it is it oh, is Cody. I mean, not not I mean, everyone can do that. Like I I can drive up, you know, to to Camellia, you know, in, you have a Prius. in a day with, <laughs> I do have a Prius and I'm proud of that. And yeah, I could get up there on a tank of gas for 20 bucks with a car full of people if I wanted to, where, you know, if my girlfriend and I go, I mean, yeah, that's, you're, you're talking about five, $600 but maybe be, uh, just depending on flights, I, with, I you know, um, yeah, again, and, and flying I, with children, I I flying with I children, flying with the... that where, where Orlando is good enough centrally located where to our fan base where you have pretty much anywhere in South Georgia where you're Savannah um, you know, or even, you know, Savannah to Albany, um, you know, is, is, is close proximity. So much, Atlanta's not far so seven the, hours. The,
0: my point wasn't so much the, the cost of, of flying. It's, the argument that the
1: time is the oh, issue. of course not time. I mean, how we can I, we I we can play in uh, Alaska <laughs> and, yeah. And, and yeah, I mean if you t- or or London, right? And <laughs> and and do, do you fight? So I mean, but but yeah, mine mine is budget wise. I mean, it, you're flying with a family of four. That's a lot more expensive than driving seven hours from Atlanta. And again, Man. so that that is in in you know it's 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 also just a whole. It's it's more of a production obviously to, to, to fly a lot of times and um not everyone's super close to an airport and um you know so if you if you're over in albany right and you're not flying direct from from albany to tucson <laughs> you know um and and that's the other thing is like they have an airport there but i think you know uh, logically most people would be flying into phoenix and then renting a car driving down um you know it's like a 100 miles or so. Okay, travel agent. I'm just saying I've it. done my research, we Cody. I've us. done my research. I can tell. I'm can excited tell. about Tucson if it happens. I think I'll be more excited than most people, but I I don't think we bring a ton of people there. I just I I don't. Um I think we bring more than anybody else would. I 100% agree with that. I do. Um I just I don't even know if we bring as many as as the new uh, as the uh, North Dakota State Days. Um, just because that was had playoff implications, right? Um, that, you know, that was a semifinal. And I don't know, for, for, you know, as as much as we've talked about everything, I feel like some people will weigh it kind of like, okay, this is still a seven-win team. Do I really want to put in that much investment to do it? I know that's a terrible thing to say, but I, I, I think that is a thought that will go through some people's minds. Um, you know, this is a bowl game. It's just like all the other bowl games. Um, we certainly want to win it, but you know, it's not for championship. So, but yeah, so anyway, I'll, 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 I'm just happy we're in a bowl. Um, I'll be happy wherever we end up. Um, but I'm certainly hoping for, for Cure or Camellia. And I do think that, uh, you know, Camellia, if they have the chance, I think they take us just based on, again, you know, how we showed up and showed out last year. Um, I, I think they would take us in a heartbeat. So um, I don't think, you know, if there is a pecking order and if if there is, I would think Arizona's picking last. I just I don't think it even comes to that. Um, there's that for what it's worth. But. We'll see, Cody. Uh, that's why we wanted to do this episode and do it now because it's fun to talk about. And then, you know, a few days from now, all this won't matter because we'll know where exactly. we're going. We won't no. have any say in it, and uh, and then we'll just uh, discuss, you know, the the location in more the detail, match up. the matchup in more detail, and uh, and just looking forward to to um, getting getting one more win, just one more time.
0: And with that, hell southern, Matt.
1: Hell southern, Cody. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure
0: to visit our website, gattatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gatta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gattatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Hi